Yes, sir. We are back. It's The Wrap, the local podcast that brings you all things high school sports and Battle Creek. I'm your host, Michael Bass. It's week four of football just wrapped up, and what a week it was. Real interesting week in the I-8 this past Friday. Uh, but more importantly, our city schools walked away 4-1 and one this week with uh, St. Phil picking up their first win. Penfield and Harper Creek both getting back to even on the season at 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Lakeview continued to roll with a shutout victory. Um, and then Battle Creek Central was our only loser this week. They fell to Kalamazoo Central. Pretty competitive game. Uh, so we'll kind of cap all the IA action, all the smack action this week. Uh, a lot of big things happen in the I-8. Uh, but first, we'll talk a little bit about St. Phil, who got their first win of the season this year uh, by defeating Litchfield 42-6. to So not only did they get their first win, but they got it in a big way. Uh, leading the Tigers on the ground was Jordan Ekman. He finished with 132 yards on 16 carries. Elijah Reed had 105 yards and two touchdowns on 14 carries. Josh Andron from St. Phil, he had an interception for a touchdown. And Owen Miller led the Tigers in tackles with 12. So congratulations to St. Phil. Picked up their first one of the season. Uh, really kind of broke out in this one. They kind of struggled on offense the first a uh, few games of the year, and so to score 42 points in one game, hopefully we'll get that offense moving to close out these final two games for the Tigers, so congrats to them. Moving on to the I-8, it was a big week in the I-8. A uh, few undefeated teams went down, big wins for uh, Penfield, big win for Harper Creek, and so a lot, of, a lot of moving this week at the standings with the I-8. Uh, but to kick things off, we'll start uh, with Marshall, who took on Parma Western this week. Parma was undefeated coming in, and Marshall walked away victorious 41-27. to Big win for Marshall. That evens them up on the season. Um, and they take down a previously undefeated Parma. For Parma Western, Joey Ellis was 7 of 12 for 69 yards and a touchdown. He also added 71 yards rushing. Bodie Brown, he had 23 yards rushing, a touchdown on seven carries. Cole Wilcox for Parma Western, he had three catches for 22 yards and a touchdown. And then Landon French added three catches for 41 yards and a touchdown. For Marshall, Nate Tucker, a uh, quarterback who stepped in last week, making his second start. He had another really good game. He was 20 of 29, 373 yards through the air, and four touchdown passes. Ezra McAllister, uh, their Division I receiver, looks like he had a breakout game. He, started to, he had a good game last week, so he's starting to break out. He had seven catches for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Donovan Woodson, who's another uh, – Athletic receiver for Marshall. We haven't called his name too much, but he can play. He had seven catches for 121 yards and a touchdown. Trent Fuller, who's kind of their steady go-to guy, he had three catches for 42 yards and a touchdown. And Greg Wallace, uh, he led the 
Red Hawks on the ground with 140 yards and 16 carries on two touchdowns. So this is a big win for Marshall. Uh, Parma was undefeated. I think Marshall was sitting at, uh, they've been sitting at one and two. Felt like they should have been playing some better football. Kind of let a couple games get away from them. And so for them to come out and kind of put one on Parma, um, that's a big win. And so really makes things interesting moving forward in the I-8 because we've got a bunch of teams jumbled up now, kind of. And so um, just shows you that, you know, anyone can beat anyone in that league. So big win for Marshall. Uh, we'll see how they do moving forward. Next game in the I-8, Hastings, who's kind of been the surprise team this year in the I-8. They continued their winning ways. Um, they beat Jackson Northwest 38-21. So kind of beat them easily. Kind of figured that would happen for Jackson Northwest. Isaiah Grabowskis, he was 10 of 18 for 223 yards and two touchdowns. He also had 50 yards on the ground. And Anthony Hale, he had 28 yards on five carries for Jackson Northwest. So Hastings kind of uh, put them away kind of like we thought they would. Um, and so they've been the surprise team this year in the high eight. And so right now I believe they're at the top of the league too. So next game was Penfield beat Jackson Lumen Christie 28 to 20. Very, very big win for Penfield this week. Uh, they, They've never beaten Jackson Lumen Christie. And so this is the first time in school history. And so if you go back, you know, 15, I'd say 15 to 17 years ago, Penfield used to run into Lumen quite often in the playoffs. And uh, they'd catch him in the second, third round. So deeper in the playoffs and had battled him close a few times, you know, losing by a point or a touchdown here and there, but never was able to beat him. Fast forward, they're now both in the I-8. They've played several years in the I-8 now. Penfield still hasn't beaten them. And so they were able to get that done this year, which brings Penfield to 2-2. Two and two. Real big win for them. Uh, I watched this game on film. It actually, Penfield ended up winning 28-20. to 20. It wasn't as close as the score indicated. Uh, I think Lumen scored with maybe under 10 seconds to go in the game. Uh, Penfield led the whole way. They were mostly up. They got up. They were up 6-0 at half. Um, then they scored. Penfield scored again to get up 14-0. And then Lumen could never get it closer than one touchdown. And so I thought uh, the Penfield defense played pretty well on the night. They came up big in the first half. They kind of bend but not break. Uh, Lumen was able to move it a little bit, but Penfield got them you know, held him out of the end zone when it counted. And so uh, Ryan Peterson for Penfield, he had 117 yards passing and a touchdown. He also had 58 yards rushing. Luke Davis had a touchdown catch. And I thought Luke Davis played real well uh, for them just watching on film. It's kind of a playmaker. It looked like they tried to get the ball into his hands as much as they could. Uh, and he made some nice plays for Lumen. Teddy Ehlers, he was 11-17 for 109 yards and one touchdown pass. And then 
Basil Hampton, he had 118 yards and 21 on 21 carries. Um, Cullen Reed from Penfield, he kind of put the game away. Uh, he had an interception for a touchdown. He picked a pass off and ran it back in the fourth quarter. That kind of sealed the victory. But real big win for Penfield. It's nice to be a program like Lumen, especially for the first time. You know, this kind of gets them on track now. They're 2-2. Two and two. Kind of talked last week how this, if they could get a win, could just kind of get that momentum going towards the end of the year and the playoffs. Uh, they play Jackson Northwest next week, who they should be able to beat. And then they got a tough matchup against Portland to end the season. But I think this win kind of catapulted them in the right direction. So it will be interesting to see where they can kind of go from here. I think might have built some confidence with the kids. They got a big win. And so we'll have to keep our eye on Penfield moving forward. The last game in the I-8 was Harper Creek. Took on Coldwater. Harper Creek came away 28-7. to Another big win for City School. Kind of, We said Harper was kind of in the same spot that Penfield was. If they could come away with a big win, um, then who knows what happens. And so that's exactly what they did because they beat Coldwater, who was previously undefeated. And um, I watched this game on film as well. And not only did they beat Coldwater, they pretty much dominated the game. Uh, it was not very close at all. Um I think they led 14-0 or 21-0 at half, Harper did. Uh, Coldwater just couldn't move the ball. And Harper Creek had a really nice night running the ball. Julian McCray, he had 213 yards for 20 carries and three touchdowns. Ben Schaefer, he had a touchdown pass to Bobby Webb. That kind of capped off the scoring for Harper Creek. Um, for Coldwater, he, uh, Cameron Torres had their only touchdown. But this was a game uh, where... Coldwater, we know they like to try to run the football, and Harper Creek just shut them down. They got them in some down and distance problems where they're looking at second and long, third and long. We got to kind of try to pass. That's not their game. And so the Harper Creek defense really stepped up, and it was good to see them win. I know the last couple of years, Harper's been close to Coldwater when Coldwater's had some good teams. They've lost by a couple, you know, a touchdown. I think last year they lost by a touchdown. And so um, another, just like Penfield, kind of a season-defining win for them. So that puts them to 2-2 two and two on the year, kind of catapults Harper uh, as their season moves forward, gives them that momentum, um, and they'll need it because they're taking on Marshall next, or this upcoming Friday. And so... You got two teams there that are kind of in the same boat. And so I think this win gives Harper lots of confidence moving forward. Um, be a little bit different of a game this week for them as they take on Marshall, who kind of likes to spread it out and throw it. So, but um, looks like their offense got going a little bit more this week. And so we'll see how they do moving forward. So, that will take us to our standings um, in the I-8. And Hastings is sitting on top right now with a 3-1 and one record. And so they've kind of been the surprise team in the I-8 this year. Usually they've sat at the bottom. And so they're on top. they got some nice wins. They beat Penfield. 
They beat Jackson Lumen Christie, so they've got some good wins there on top at three and one. Coldwater and Parma both sit at two and one. They both lost this week. Um, Penfield and Lumen and Marshall are all two and two. Harper's also two and two, but one and two in conference. Um, so they kind of sit behind those teams. And then Jackson Northwest is in last place at 0-3. And so can tell that this league's really, really even. Um, you know, when you talk about Herper Creek, who hadn't had a win yet in the conference, they beat Coldwater, who was undefeated this week. Uh, Marshall, who had just one win in conference over Northwest. They beat Parma, who was previously undefeated. Penfield beats Lumen. And so the league's really even this year. And so this week, a uh, bunch of good games on hand. Penfield takes on Jackson Northwest. Uh, I would think Penfield could just continue their winning ways against Northwest. Uh, they haven't won a game yet. They seem to be the one team in the league this year that just is kind of struggling. And so I would expect Penfield to pick that up. Harper's playing Marshall. Um, this this could be a good game. Uh, you know, I think Marshall's found something offensively with the new quarterback, with Nick Tucker. He's come in and played some really good football for them. And so, you know, it's kind of going to be a little bit this game will be interesting. I think Harper might want to try to control the clock some, use that running game with Julian McCray uh, that was successful last week, try to keep that offense of Marshalls off the field. Sometimes that's your best defense by keeping them off the field. And so I think if uh, Harper can control the, control the clock, kind of control the tempo of the game, they'll have a, have a shot. Um, I, I do think looking at it, Marshall gives Harper Creek some problems just from uh, an athlete standpoint. Marshall's got some pretty good athletes. Uh, looks like they got a kid that can get them the ball now. And so Ezra McAllister's had two really good games in a row, kind of showing us why he's a D1 kid. And so Harper will have a hard time slowing them down, I think. Uh, but if they can control the clock and keep Marshall off the field, I think they got a chance, but that should be a really good football game Friday night. Uh, next up, Coldwater's playing Hastings, you know, another kind of toss up. You're not sure what's going to happen there. So two teams that both like to grind it out. Um, we'll kind of see what happens with that one. And then last Lumen's taking on Parma. Um, and so, you know, I mean, you never know. Lumen could win. Who knows? Parma trying to bounce back. And so a lot of good football games this upcoming Friday in the I-8. Um, so it will be interesting to see what happens here with these standings. You know, maybe Coldwater picks up a win over Hastings. Penfield, Harper can win. That shoots them up towards the top. And so... Just keep an eye on that, uh, and we'll see what happens this week. But a lot of good football getting played in the I-8 conference. Moving on to the SMAC. It was kind of rivalry week this week in the SMAC. Um, Lakeview rolled, kind of kicked doing their thing. 
you know, they're still undefeated. Battle Creek Central had a tough loss uh, this week to Kalamazoo Central in that rivalry game. And then, um, you know, Lakeshore and St. Joe played this week and Portage Northern Portage Central. So it was rivalry week in the smack. Uh, a lot of good football games, but we'll start off with Gull Lake. They played Lansing Waverly in that smack uh, CAAC crossover. Gull Lake still looking for that first win. They lost 21 to 12 to Lansing Waverly. So Gull Lake still uh, is looking for that win. They weren't able to get that done against Waverly. They'll take on St. Joe next week. Um, moving on over to Portage was Portage Northern took on Portage Central. So this is a big rivalry over there. Um, same school system. A lot of kids know each other. A lot of people over there know each other. So this game means a lot to both those teams. Uh, Portage Northern's kind of had their way with Portage Central over the last few years. I think they won three in a row, and they picked up their fourth win in a row. They won 28 to nothing. So they were able to shut out Portage Central. Um, Anthony Tyus from Northern, who we've talked about, he's going to Northwestern, Big Ten football player next year. He had a monster game for them, um, which I'm sure he was fired up playing his rival this week. But he had 279 yards and scored all four touchdowns and had 17 carries. So he packed up a, a bunch of yards. Um, he had 200 yards at halftime. So he really really broke out in this game. He's been running for over 100 every game, but, you know, this was a big, big game for him. Uh, so he kind of led Northern over that in that victory. Uh, T.J. Kuhn, the quarterback for Northern, he was 3 of 4 for 74 yards. Um, Portage Central, Frank Roseman, he had 31 yards on the ground. Uh, Grant Picard for Portage Central, he was 4 of 17 for 69 yards through the air, and then he also had 29 yards rushing. So Portage Northern pretty much dominated this game. Uh, it was a buck kicking, and they beat Portage Central 28 to nothing. Next rivalry game in the smack, down by Lake Michigan, Stevensville Lakeshore. They defeated St. Joe by the score of 26 to nothing. Um, this score kind of surprised me a little bit. Sounds like Lakeshore just dominated this game. I mean, they held St. Joe to five yards rushing. Uh, they forced, Lakeshore forced eight turnovers. Uh, that's kind of unheard of. That's a lot. And so they walk away 26 to nothing. Um, St. Joe's first loss on the year. Thing with St. Joe, though, is uh, they really hadn't played anyone. So they beat Kalamazoo Central the first week. Then they beat Okemos, who's kind of at the bottom of that CAAC this year. Then they, they beat Porter Central, which is another team that doesn't have a win. And so they had played two winless teams coming in to this week. And then Okemos, who maybe, I'm not sure, they might not have a win either. So... They've kind of played a weaker schedule, uh, whereas Lakeshore's played Northern. Um, 
you know, and so they played Northern tough the first week, so they've played a good team, but still surprised me a little bit, but it sounds like Lakeshore dominated, and so um, that kind of makes the standings in the smack interesting now with them coming away. Um, I believe it's going to leave Lakeview and Portage Northern on top now because Lakeview continues to roll. They won 30 to nothing over Manawan. They had a shutout. I kind of thought they might. Manawan struggled on offense this year. And Lakeview's defense is just kind of doing their thing. They're really good on D. And so they held Manawan out of the end zone. Their off, Lakeview's offense, they had 464 yards on the ground. So they just kind of stuck to their script, which is we're going to play really good defense. And we're going to control the clock, and we're going to run the ball down your throat. And that's kind of what they've been doing all year. Joel Metzger, he had three touchdowns for Lakeview. Ramiel Reed, he had 154 yards on 10 carries. And Jarius McIntosh, he had 109 yards on 16 carries. So Lakeview continues to roll. Uh, that defense kind of leading the way in that rushing attack. Big game for them this week. They're going to play Lakeshore. Friday, that's a big one for them. So, uh, you know, they haven't uh, – Lakeview hasn't played anyone real, real good yet. I think Kalamazoo Central is a decent team, but, um, you know, they haven't played – you know, they haven't played a team like Lakeshore yet. So this will be a test for them. This will be their first real, real test for them. Uh, kind of get a gauge on how they move forward in the playoffs, but you know, I think they can. I think they can do well against Lakeshore, especially the way that defense is playing. And then lastly, uh, we had Kalamazoo Central took on Battle Creek Central, and so Battle Creek Central lost this one, 35 to 20. I think this was 117th meeting these teams have played so this is also a big rivalry um battle creek central kind of got behind early cost them and really come out ready to play it sounds like they got down 14 nothing six minutes into the game and they battled back and they were you know they had it within a touchdown uh, i believe kalamazoo central added a score on late but it was 28 to 20 with maybe four minutes to go, five minutes to go, and Battle Creek Central had it down on the 18-yard line. Then they picked up a penalty. Then they had a bad snap, and the drive fizzled out, and that was kind of the game there. Um, so for Kalamazoo Central, they had 442 yards rushing on the night. Sounds like they moved the ball pretty well. Andre Tarver led them. He had 12 carries for 191 yards. For Battle Creek Central, Devoy Newton was 20 for 34 for 206 yards and a touchdown. And Melvin Nelson, he had eight catches for 74 yards to lead the Bearcats in receiving. Felix Shorter chipped in with three catches for 56 yards, and then he also had 32 yards rushing for Battle Creek Central. So sounds like they played Kalamazoo Central pretty even after the first quarter. Um... And so I think it's that thing and kind of the same thing we've talked about before with Coach Granger is just the consistency with Battle Creek Central. At times it can be really good and then at other times it can be really bad. And so it's just kind of finding 
those good parts and kind of stringing those together for them. Good news for them. They take on winless Portage Central this week, uh, and then they finish with Matawan. So it's two games that the Bearcats can win. Those would be big for seeding when it comes to playoff time. Uh, and so, you know, definitely something to look forward to playing those teams. So kind of moving to the standings for the smack. Lakeview's on top with Portage Northern. They're both 4-0. Lakeshore is now 3-1, the big victory over St. Joe, who sits at 2-1. Then after that, you got Matawan, Battle Creek Central, and Kalamazoo Central, who all have one win in the smack. And then Porter Central and Gull Lake are still looking for that first win on the year. So big game this week with Lakeview and Lakeshore. Kind of Well, this will help Lakeview in a couple ways. One, it puts, keeps them on top of the smack standings, and then... Two, it's another, it's a good win for when it comes to uh, playoff time because Porter's Northern is also in the same district as Lakeview along with East Lansing, who's another, I mean, they're top-ranked team in the state. So the more wins Lakeview picks up, the better chance they got to play home games on the playoffs, which is helpful. So like we said, Lake, Lakeview's playing Lakeshore. Kalamazoo Central is taking on Madeline. Um, Gull Lake plays St. Joe, Portage Central is taking on Battle Creek Central, and so, uh, Portage, this is, this is a game Battle Creek Central can win, um, I think Portage Central will be hungry for its first win, I think they think they can beat Battle Creek Central, so it won't be an easy task for the Bearcats just because Portage Central hasn't won yet, they're still a good football team, but, it's definitely a game the Bearcats could win. Kind of the same thing with them. They're in the same district playoff-wise as Portage Northern and Lakeview. The more wins they pick up, the less likely they have to see one of those teams. And they don't have to see East Lansing and Lakeview or Portage Northern in the first round. And so if Battle Creek can win these next two games, you know, they may play Matawan in the districts um, or Okemos or Jackson instead of Lakeview, Portage Northern. Uh, East Lansing. So this is the last two weeks are big for the Bearcats, but it's definitely doable. And then last in the Portage Northerns taking on Holt in that crossover, the CAAC. Uh, I think Portage Northern wins this one. I don't know how Holt is this year. I think they're down a little bit, but we'll kind of see. This will be a good game to kind of get a test on where these teams stack up against East Lansing, who is in the district with Lakeview, Battle Creek Central. East Lansing beat Holt pretty bad this past Friday. And so um, this will kind of give us a gauge how Portage Northern does against them. Kind of just to see where our top teams with Lakeview and Portage Northern, how they fit in that district with East Lansing. So good games going on in the smack this week. Um, that will do it for us for this episode. You know, we're kind of winding down football season wise here. Um, we got two weeks left and then it's playoff time. And the cool thing, everyone gets to make the playoffs, try to get out, watch a game this week. I know it sounds like there was more fans to be able to get out this past week to catch some of these games. So a lot of good games going on the I-8 and the SMAC. Thanks for listening. You know, so go ahead and subscribe on 
Apple Podcasts, we're on Google, Spotify. You can click on the link on the Facebook page and listen on computer. We appreciate all of that. Share it with your friends. And thanks for listening. <laughs>